Welcome to the show. I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. The Sports Card Nobody, and this is episode four of the Sports Card Nobody podcast. With the end of 2021 fast approaching today, I am going to share with you the top five purchases that I made this year. These are the cards that I think best represent my year as a collector and the five that I am most proud to have grabbed in 2021. And today I also want to share a little bit of my thoughts about how we can all help uplift the hobby and do our part to make this a better space for all types of collectors. But before that, if you celebrate Christmas, I would like to just say I hope you had an absolutely wonderful time because I know that I did. I got to spend this year with a small little gathering of my closest family and more than any of that, I got to see my oldest child, my almost three-year-old daughter, celebrate a Christmas when she actually knew what was going on. It is hard to express just how amazing it is to see that little girl open up her gifts and actually understand what it is she was getting and express that with her, oh my gods, the wows and the genuine excitement. Man, it was great. I had a blast. I hope you had a blast. I hope everybody was safe and happy and wonderful. Now, on a slightly lesser note of positivity about the Christmas time for myself, I also had a pretty pretty cool surprise that came in the way of a gift for my wife. So my wife is absolutely phenomenal. She holds this family together every single day. And one of the ways she does that is with her um, unwavering support of all of the things I get myself into, all of the different hobbies I jump to here and there, and all of these different little things that I just, ah, you know, I'm a handful and she's amazing. And she showed that once again here on Christmas and proved that she continues to support me because I was pretty surprised when I opened up one of my gifts from her. Inside of a box, wrapped in paper, sat a box, a hobby box of 2021 Topps Chrome WWE. And yes, if you've been following me, you know that that was on my list of gifts that you could get someone in your life that collects. She listened to the pod and got me something off that list so selfishly that pod worked out pretty well now the rip was okay Uh, i had a lot of fun tearing into it later that night after everybody kind of went off to bed and i was up watching the lakers go ahead and lose another uh frustrating game but got to semi-mitigate that by ripping into some cards ripping into some wax i don't think i really got any real bangers as the kids call it out of that box i think the best card i pulled was a uh an aj styles numbered to 99 which is really cool aj styles is one of the best to have ever stepped into the squared circle he is truly the phenomenal one it's been awesome watching his career and you know when he was one of the absolute pillars of tna and getting to make his mark in wwe for for a pretty good run has been been great so pulling that of 99 is Pretty exciting for me as a, as a fan of his. Uh, I think other than that, though, my autographs weren't that great. Plus, there really was a lot of quality control issues. I, I got a lot of cards that had a lot of scratches, um, some really bad surface scratches. I think I actually pulled a 
one card was a gold 250 that was just i mean woof uh, you know what are you going to do quality control is always a concern uh, you, you always hope that you get better and hope that the, the hobby continues to push for better quality control but we'll see but you know in the xmas list pod that i had put out i had said you know when you get these things as a gift, there's a little less pressure to hope you pull some sort of major, major card. You get them more, just sit back and enjoy. And that's what my wife gave to me. She gave to me a, you know, 30 minutes of time of tearing into some cards and just getting to uh, to have a smile on my face and enjoy it. So thanks to her. That was awesome. Sweetheart, you are the best. But all right, on to the topics of the day and i'm going to start with a little bit of the the heavier topic um in the spirit of christmas and whether you celebrate or not the theme here is pretty universal that i want to stress i think it's important that we treat others with kindness not only in the greater realm of our personal lives but treat each other in the hobby with kindness there's so many different types of collectors. There's folks that just want to flip cards and make money. There's folks that want to be super collectors. They have to have absolutely every single version of whatever player or team that they're into. And some folks just want to dabble here and there. But it doesn't really matter how you collect because when you started out, we were all the same. We were all nobodies. And we all had no idea where to look in this extremely complicated, convoluted hobby that we enjoy. And that's the folks that I want to focus on here because I am in a ton of different online forums, whether it's on Reddit or Instagram or Facebook groups. I am constantly, every single day, scrolling through, seeing what people are talking about. And every single day, there is somebody who is clearly new to the hobby asking a question. And inevitably, somebody has to answer those questions with such unnecessary rudeness. It's usually something along the lines of, oh, you're too lazy to use Google, huh? Or, oh, you're just here to make us do your work for you. Man, It is so hard for me to wrap my head around this thought process. I get it. When you're in these forums, you can see these questions daily. Sometimes the same questions being repeated by different people week to week. But would it kill you to either keep scrolling or leave a little nugget of knowledge that can actually be helpful? Because listen, for the folks out there who answer in that way, answer in those sort of I'm better than you ways, it's true. A lot of these answers can be found simply by using the Google machine. You can go in that little search bar, you can type in whatever it is you're looking for, and there is bound to be a website that is going to to answer your question. And you will be sitting there all by yourself with your answers and your cards. Congratulations. Or 
you can reach out to other people who are like-minded, that also enjoy something that you enjoy. You can reach out to people and pick their brains for their expertise, their opinions, and, I don't know, maybe make a connection, maybe make a friend. In this day and age, with the pandemic still doing what it's doing, it's really hard to get out to card shows. It's hard to meet people out in the real world. It's fantastic when you do. It's fantastic when you can actually make those types of connections, but that's harder to do in this day and age. So we have our virtual world. We have our metaverse. We have the internet that we can use to still make connections with other people. I mean, every one of us has spent the last two years perfecting this, whether it's Zoom meetings for work or Zoom interviews to try to get a new job. We've really gotten used to translating our real world experiences to a virtual experience so that we can still make connections with other people. And that is happening in our personal hobbies and very much so in the trading card, sports card hobby as well. These forums, these Facebook groups, these Reddit groups, they give us a place to go find other folks that we can make a connection with. And when you're you're brand new or, or newly returned to the hobby, you get excited. You, whether you pull a card and you, you don't know what to make of it, it looks like it's something that could be really valuable, or maybe you pulled out one of your old cards from 20 years ago, you pull it out for the first time and you look at it and you don't know where else to turn. So you turn to the internet, you turn to Facebook and you go on there and you put out your question in the world and bam, somebody just completely sucks the wind out of your sails and tells you that you are less than because you asked a question. I don't get it. I just think that it would not hurt to take a few minutes out of your day to give some real knowledge. And maybe some of that knowledge is helping these folks help themselves. In my pod where I was answering the 101 basic, obvious questions, whatever you want to call them, one of the questions that I answered was the probably the most common question any of us sees in the hobby is, what's my card worth? I mean, it's an impossible question to answer. Every card is different. Every situation is different. But what I tried to do was help anybody listening to my podcast figure out how to learn for themselves what their cards are worth. And hopefully it helps somebody. I have no idea. But I hope one person took something away from that. But what I am stressing is that we can all do our part to help each other get smarter, get more knowledgeable, and get better with the way we collect our cards. So please, be kind. Be kind to one another. Be kind to yourselves. Take a little bit of time out of your day to make someone smarter and help them enjoy this hobby more. That's all. That's my rant. Please be kind. Please, please, please. But let's move on. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this year-end wrap episode as we get closer and closer to closing out the year of our Lord, 2021. Like I said at the top of the show, I am going to share with you the top five cards that I have purchased this year. Now, every one of these cards was acquired 
through singles purchases. I believe four of the five were on eBay and one came through the way of Facebook. These are not the only five cards I've bought. I don't know how many I have purchased. Mostly, uh, I did buy a bunch of hobby boxes this year. I um, bought into a bunch of different breaks. It was a fun year. But these are the five that I, I believe truly represent my year as a collector. And 2021 in general has been pretty exciting for me. This is the year that I started making content from the YouTube channel, which is now migrated over to this podcast. I've had a lot of fun, but... None of that content matters. None of that excitement even exists without the cards. So let's get to the freaking cards. All right, number five. 2020, 2021 Prism Base Cole Anthony HGA 9.5. Yes, you heard me correctly. A base card is the number five card that I have gotten this year. And let me explain why. First and foremost, I am a Cole Anthony fan. I have enjoyed watching this kid play. He is a little lesser known than some of his uh, draft contemporaries, the LaMelo Balls and Anthony Edwards of the world. But nonetheless, Cole Anthony has made a little bit of noise this year and proven that he's worth taking a look at even if the Orlando Magic are complete garbage. That's okay. Great players can play on bad teams. I don't know if Cole Anthony is going to be great, but he is absolutely fun to watch right now. Now, the other thing about this card that's really exciting is the way that I got it. I actually did not buy this card, but instead I won this on a Facebook raffle. I think I spent 12 bucks, and wouldn't you know it, For once, Shane Norton, a.k.a. the Sports Card Nobody, came up the winner. And I was pretty excited to get it and add it to my collection. And beyond that, it is actually the only, the first and only HGA slab that I own. I have a bunch of PSA slabs. In fact, PSA is the only slabs that I have collected so far. So I was excited to get something new, something different. It was cool to feel the HGA slab for the first time, and it was really cool to see how much these labels actually add to the card. Now, this has the neutral team match label. It doesn't have one of those crazy customs that are all over the internet and some that are just phenomenal. So this is much more of a basic label, but I love it. I I like it quite a bit. I am really rooting for HGA to do well. We'll see what happens with some of the issues they've been having, but nonetheless... The number five card on my list is this base prism Cole Anthony HGA 9.5, and she's a beaut. But moving on, the number four acquisition of the year is a 1987 WWF Wrestling Stars Bret Hart rookie card. Now, quick caveat, this isn't actually a, quote, rookie card but it is Bret Hart's first card. Now, my first pod, I talked about this Bret Hart card at length, so I'm only going to recap slightly, but after listening to some other podcasts, namely shout out to Bret McGrath at Stacking Slabs, I really got the itch to get back into um, grabbing some wrestling stuff. I am a huge wrestling fan, and Bret Hart, the hitman, is, in my opinion, the best 
to ever do it. He's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And I will argue with you about that to the grave. No one's ever done it better. So it was phenomenal to add the excellence of execution to my collection as my very first wrestling card as I dive deeper and deeper into the sports card hobby. So Bret Hart, everybody, in the Sports Card Nobody collection at number four. But moving on, we are going to talk about the number three card I added to my collection. And this actually arrived in the mail today. And that is a 2019 Panini Select John Morant Silver Prism PSA 10. If you've been following my podcast at all, you are probably aware of my man crush on John Morant. He did suffer a little bit of an injury this season. Also had some COVID issues, but he has been back. And his team, the Memphis Grizzlies, has been pretty hot. Although it was funny that they lost his first game back when he got off of injury. And the fans gave him a little bit of a hard time about it. But it doesn't matter. John Morant is a killer out there on the court. He's going to be an all-star. I am a firm believer in what John Morant can do on the court. And this card is fun because it is the first um, special, I guess we'll call it, select card that I have actually ever owned. I've never had a silver prism. I've never had a silver prism of prism either. Kind of confusing because prism has silver cards and select also has silver prism cards. But I digress. This select card is an absolute beauty. John Morant is in the air in a a just phenomenal action shot, not unlike the Luminance card I have in my collection as well. He seems to photograph really well, or Panini's doing a great job selecting which photos they use of him on their cards. And getting this in a PSA 10 is is pretty exciting to me. Um, I do have to admit, though, that this card is a little bit of a consolation for me. The money that I spent on this card, and yes, it is now the most expensive I've spent on a single card was supposed to be used for a Bret Hart card. I had sold a um, Hot Toys Incredible Hulk figure, and that money was supposed to go to a Bret Hart card, but I got sniped on said card. And after going back and forth for several weeks, I was finally able to get this in the price range that I was happy with. So there it is. Number three, Panini Select Silver Prism John Morant 2019 Rookie Card PSA 10. Number two, and this one was one that I actually purchased in person. Now that I think about it, earlier I said I got all of these off eBay or Facebook. That's not true. This was an in-person buy at a card show here in my home state. And that is a 1986 Topps Jerry Rice rookie card, PSA 8. Now I am a die-hard 49ers fan. There's been a lot of ups and downs in my lifetime. And one of the ups for sure is Jerry Rice, the best wide receiver to ever step foot on the gridiron. Some have argued for a long time that he might be the best football player to have ever done it. I think Tom Brady has pretty much put any of that debate to rest. uh, But nonetheless, Jerry Rice was one of the guys that is hard to describe if you didn't get to watch him play. Nobody caught the ball quite like him. Nobody ran routes quite like him. 
Nobody got himself open better than Jerry Rice. And yes, he probably had a little bit of help from having Joe Montana and Steve Young as his quarterbacks, two Hall of Famers. It doesn't matter. Chicken or the egg sort of situation. Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver of all time. There's no debate about it. If anybody says otherwise, they're lying to you. So my number two purchase of 2021 is the 1986 Topps Jerry Rice rookie card, PSA 8. And if this had been a 9 or a 10, it might have made number one on the list. But that's all right. In time, I might be able to upgrade it. But moving on to the number one purchase that I made in 2021 is the only guy to end up on the list twice. I don't think there's any surprise if you follow the podcast. I don't think there's any surprise if you know me at all. But my favorite card of the year is a 2021 Topps Transcendent WWE Brett Hart numbered to 15 on card autograph. These transcendent cards are just amazing. I said it when I talked about this card earlier, but these look like they could hang on the walls of a museum. The gold frame, this card in particular has got the green pop, the numbered to 15 cards are green. The on-card auto is just chef's kiss, especially Bret Hart's who takes the time to actually write his full name out, including Hitman in the middle. It's a classic Hitman arms out pose with the shades and the leather jacket. This card is incredible. When you talk about why we collect, this is one of the cards that is the definition of why I collect. The nostalgia, the memories, the excitement, everything about collecting comes alive for me in this card. I remember being a kid, being a teenager, watching Bret Hart work, watching Bret Hart create his artwork in the ring, and this card takes me right back to that headspace. This card might be one of my favorite cards in my collection not just in 2021. My Sandy Koufax, one of one, has a lot to argue about that. But Bret Hart is definitely at the top of my collection list. And I am stoked every single time I lay eyes on this card. But there it is. Those are the top five cards that I have purchased this year. For a quick recap, number five, 2020-2021 Prism Base Cole Anthony HGA 9.5. Number 4, 1987 WWF Wrestling Stars Bret Hart Rookie Card. Number 3, 2019 Select Silver Prism John Morant PSA 10. 1986 Topps Jerry Rice PSA 8 coming up at number 2. And the number 1 card of 2021 in the Sports Card Nobody Collection 2021 Tops Transcendent WWE Brett the Hitman Hart. There it is. These five cards are amazing. I hope you had a great year collecting. 
I hope you're going to have a great 2022 collecting. Since we're talking about New Year's and resolutions, I think it's time to talk a little bit about what we resolve to do here in the hobby. And I hope that the first thing we all resolve to do is be kind to each other. And I hope the second thing we all resolve to do is keep on collecting the things we love because that's why we are in the hobby. And that's all I've got, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Sports Card Nobody podcast. Please, if you like anything happening here on this podcast, consider a like, consider a subscribe, and consider reaching out. You can find me at Sports Card Nobody on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Let's talk cards. Let's make some deals with one another. I don't know. I hope you have a great new year. Be safe. We'll talk soon. Have a good night.